So this new $2,000 laptop, you're, it only cost you $1,000 if you kept the record. That's exactly Same with you folks. Yes. If you pay your accountant to keep the records, your expenses are, what you pay your accountant only costs you half. So if you give them $500, it only costs you $250 because it's deductible. Anything that's deductible is valuable. And you guys are so that. excited about it. Seems that everyone is concerned about the stock market for those that have stock in a portfolio. It seems that the Fed is trying to raise interest rates even higher. The president has said that the Fed is crazy. Who would ever thought that the commander in chief would refer to the Federal Reserve as crazy? That and taxes and taxes are due. Uh, we have a seminar panel and our strong cast today to talk about the issues that matter most when it comes to your finances. I'm Armstrong Williams and welcome to the strong cast. Linda, Eddie, and William. Now, Linda is our tax expert. What, what is it? What we want to do is just have a discussion among ourselves about fears and concerns. You know, a lot of people are being pummeled in the stock market right now. Some people don't have a stock market to be pummeled in, but a lot of people create and, and grow their wealth on the stock market. Is it uh, a market correction? Uh, is it something that we could see going on for a while? What do you think? I think everybody should stop worrying. You know what they say, it's not how much the timing of the market is important, but your time in the market. So just stay where you are, don't sell. This is a good time to buy actually, right? Why do you think it's a good time to buy? Because the prices are down, everything's on sale. That's true, that's a fact. Including the big guns, the tech stock. Yes. Yeah, the Apples, the Googles, the Amazon, they're down. What, what advice, um, you know, you said something to me before we started the Strongcast. You said to me, have you filed your taxes? Now, most people would say, I thought you filed your taxes on April 15th. Oh, no. oh but you need to explain. And of course, I just filed my taxes. So I can relate to that language. But not everyone understands why somebody would be filing taxes in the middle of October. You know, we have until October 15th if you're on extension. And it's really easy. It's an automatic extension. Now, it's not an extension of time to pay. So if you ended up owing money when you file, then of course you're going to have to pay interest back to April 15th or even more. But it is an extension of time to file. So as long as you don't owe any money, you can file any time up until Monday. Isn't there something wrong with that picture? Well, you only get that grace period and you don't get penalty and interest as long as you don't owe Uncle Sam. Well, you know, a lot of people don't get all their information or they have a death in the family or there's a divorce or sometimes they have properties where they have uh, partnerships and the partnership doesn't even have to file until September. Especially if you have to file the K form. Yes, the K-1 form. Oh, oh my goodness, that is a nightmare. <laughs> wow. Do you understand the K-1 form? I don't understand. Explain the K-1 form. I don't, form. Have to oh. I don't understand. Oh, oh, oh. It's, it's good to have. It means that you're a member of a partnership or a subchapter S. And because you're a member, they have to file their tax return first and then give you your share of the profits. So until you have your K-1 form, you can't even file your own tax return. So it's okay. So, Eddie, what is it, Eddie Scary, what is it that you have always been curious about as it relates to the economy, the stock market, taxes? Because listen, Linda and William are experts. I just live it every day. <laughs> um, the one thing I hoped that President Trump really was serious and literal about during the campaign was his, his tax um, platform, which was the regular average everyday person would just fill out a postcard that says you win or I win and send it into the IRS and that's not the case it's still I really don't understand the tax forms um, I, I have the full-time um, jobs what is that that's w-2 and then I typically have a contract of some kind like I just signed um, book deal so I will have a 
I will have, you know, I got an advance, so that'll be like a 1099. So I don't have to file that. I typically always end up owing money once tax season comes around. So I wish that the tax reform really had been what Trump said it was going to be. And unfortunately, I don't think that was the case. William, your advice? Well, I mean, on the, t on the stock market, look, we've been operating at incredibly low interest rates since 2008. It, this should have been corrected a long time ago. Uh, the Fed waited until Donald Trump was elected in order to start correcting. Um, so I think some of this... Oh, you think it's political? I think some of it's political. I mean, Janet Yellen's a Barack Obama political appointee. Why would she close the spigot when her guy's in office? I mean, obviously, you're going to want to start when a Republican's in. You're going to want to start raising interest rates, and you'll start to see, you know, a little bit of a, a you know, um, pullback in stocks. Um, this sh again, this should have happened probably around 2011, 2012. I mean, look, when Reagan got in, we had interest or, uh, inflation rates of 12%. He instituted Paul Volcker. He instituted a restrictive policy. We had a recession until 1983, but when the rates came back down, we had interest rates at 18% in 1981, so the real interest rate was 6%. But when, you know, when Volcker had the, instituted those restrictive policies, you know, we saw the, the, the uh, market take off. So I want to come back to Eddie's point, because he's really voicing a concern and a frustration. Why can't we simplify the filing system? Okay, here's the problem. It's easy to just pay tax on your income. But Eddie, remember, to write your book, you're going to have expenses. You're going to have driving and your phone and your office in your home. Don't you want to take advantage of those? In order to be able to deduct those expenses, you won't be able to use a postcard, darling. But think how much money you're going to save because you're going to have a really good accountant who's going to do it properly and take all the deductions and pay the tax on less. Well, that's assuming someone can afford an accountant or if they want to pay that expense. You can't afford then, not to have a good accountant. Also, I just, I, I've always thought the idea should be, you know, this idea that the government takes the money and then gives it back to you. Why do they have to take it to begin with? <laughs> well, they want to get their fair share while you're still working. Now, while you're an employee, that's easy. But when you're self-employed, like this book deal, whatever they gave you as the advance on your book, hopefully you're going to make a profit. But hopefully not all of it will be taxable. And also, congratulations. Thank you. Yes. On the book. Thank you. You have to also remember something that I think people often forget, and I want to have William respond to this. The government, in terms of creating wealth and becoming financially independent, does not favor earned income. It only favors investment income. William? Insofar as the government, how it taxes, the difference between taxing income tax and, and, and investments? Yes. I mean, you know, the, the fact is, is that, you know, you have these earners that, Risk a ton of money on investments, and if they're if you take a lot of that money on the back end, they're not going to make they're not going to take any risks. So there'd be far fewer investments if you were to tax income if you were to tax you know income on investments as uh, income tax. If that makes any sense. So the thing is is to encourage people to take these risks to make these investments and not take all their money on the back end. Why would they do it otherwise? Why is it that the government does not favor a person who's liquid versus someone who is invested? Well, the government wants you to make investments. They want you to buy real estate. And when you buy real estate, you're risking your time, your money, and, of course, your aggravation. So in order to reimburse you for those investments and those risks, they're going to give you a special tax rate, like the capital gain tax rate or special rates on uh, qualified dividends. So this is good because it encourages people to take the risks and help the economy. Do you understand the qualified dividends? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I'm glad you were. This is more of an educational tool today. Explain the qualified, the, uh, 
dividend. Sure. If you invest in a company like any any major large company. Let's say Amazon, Apple, you invest in it. Yes, wonderful. They want you to invest in those companies. It's good for our economy. So what happens is the dividends that you receive, they're not taxed like ordinary earned income by the sweat of your brow. They're taxed at only the 15% tax rate maximum, which is absolutely fantastic. You know, this is how Mitch Romney got around paying all of his taxes because most of his income was from qualified dividends. So he was down in a tiny, beany tax bracket compared to someone who actually earns their income, who's on a large salary. And what she's saying is very critical for you, for someone who just got and advance on the book because you're creating a mm -hmm. business. You have to set it up right the first time in order to take advantage of all the loopholes that the government allows you to get the most of your money back out of that investment. And sometimes people find out after the fact, in the middle of the fact, but if you set it up right in the beginning, it is just it's like a a, a Niagara Fall running that never stops. And some people just don't understand because I don't know what it is, William about financial terms and about business and entrepreneurship that just intimidates people. Now, I find the government and the tax laws as an asset for me because what it does for me, it helps me to structure my business in a way where I know the government would look upon it favorably. You know, so for me, so some of us pay our taxes quarterly. What I will do in my business is I will overpay, I will overestimate what I'm to pay the government, because I know towards the end of the year, like October, the IRS is going to contact my accountants and say, you overpaid and you're getting a refund back. But also, there are different loopholes that you cannot even imagine, and there are things that you can write out that is unimaginable. Just like if you're, if you're going back and forth or work on your book and you're doing research and the gas mileage, all that is something that is tax deductible. If you're on the phone talking about your business book, it's taxable. You just have to find a way to measure that time in a way that when you follow it with the government, the government doesn't question it. There's just certain ways that you have to follow it because most people think they want to get over on the government, they don't trust the government. But basically, if you understand the tax system, it can become your best friend. That's right. You use their guidelines. And also you want to protect your income. Perhaps you might want to form a limited liability company mm -hmm. just to, uh, to protect your book and your, the things that you're doing with your book. Right. It's just a lot to like worry about, oh. to like go back through and then but, count the times you're on the phone, count the, remember um, when you took trips in your car, remember, no, like, no, to oh, go through all that, it's just, that, most people, I'm telling you, most people do not want to worry let me, about let me, that. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me let me challenge you on that. You know what I do, especially for my businesses? You are a businessman. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I like to keep my money. It's not that I'm a businessman. I want more of my money. I don't want to give it to the government. I'm motivated by something different. So what I would do, your phone is a law. When I'm on the phone, I write notes. I make a calendar. I take a picture of something I'm doing on the screen. If a document comes over, I just take a picture of it. It's so easy for you to do it if you do it consistently in real time because if you wait a week or so, you're not going to remember, you're not going to catch up, and sometimes you can have faulty memory. It's all about whether or not, because listen, at the end of the year, when you look at all those documents and you realize you're getting back 20000 instead of paying $2,000, you'll say to yourself, man. That's worth the investment. So you're taking pictures of receipts and everything? Yes. Dinner mm -hmm. and mileage yes. in your car? Yes. <laughs> yes. But, but, but How do you submit that? Because I have accounts. That's what I paid them for. Yeah, I it's for, for them to do the work. <laughs> so you I submit. A lot of them. But no, listen, you can afford, the business can allow oh, no. you to afford you to pay. Listen, it's worth it. It pays for itself. And, and you get reimbursed. Let's say that you have you an expense. It. it pays for itself. Well, a lot of business owners start a business with no money, though. And then they mm -hmm. have to hop through all these hoops, local, uh, licenses, you know, state licenses, then working with the federal government. It's a and lot. business licenses. It's overwhelming. Listen, but let me tell you something. And no one that, has the knowledge. That is, why, that is why less 
that 8% of the people, 20% of the people in this country are business owners. They're not because right. they understand it's not easy. Yeah. It's cash intensive. It's work intensive. It's discipline intensive. And unless you have the discipline and the foresight and the focus to do it, you cannot do it. But I will tell you, it may feel, feel like way in the beginning, but two or three years, it becomes like anything else. It becomes habitual. You do it, it becomes instinctive. It's like people taking drugs, people taking alcohol. It becomes an addiction. Yeah. Why not have good habits? Mm-hmm. Writing those receipts down. And what you want to do is develop good habits that's going to grow your business. And someday you're going to have a family. You're going to have that little extra. It pays for itself. That's a good habit that you want to spend your time with. That's the way you have to see it. You just have to change the way you look at it. It's not that it's overwhelming. In fact, it's something that's going to benefit you and anybody that you expect to do business with in the long run. And plus, it prepares you for the next business. Some people look at these things and say, oh, my God, this is just overwhelming. Yeah, but at your stage, you should be underwhelmed by it. Because let me tell you something. The fact that you've got a book deal and you're setting up a business, this is the price you pay for it. And that's a small price. And everything you get, a re- you get a reimbursement. Let's say that you're thinking of buying a new laptop that's $2,000. By the time you deduct the 15% Social Security tax, uh, let's say 8% state tax, and perhaps at least 25 or 30% of your federal tax, you're going to get back half. So this new $2,000 laptop, right. you're, it only costs you $1,000 if you kept the record. That's exactly Same with it. you folks. Yes. If you pay your enough. accountant to keep the records, your expenses are What you pay your accountant only costs you half. So if you give them $500, it only costs you $250 because it's deductible. Anything that's deductible is valuable. And you're so excited about it. Yeah, (laughs) it's my whole life. (laughs) Because we've seen what it has afforded us later in life. When you see people struggle financially, people are in just a financial whirlwind and cannot get out of it. And just simple things. And people will tell you later on in life, if I only found time to spend time on this, Instead of that, my life would be so much better. Because unfortunately, if you're in financial ruins, it impacts so many aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. It's just not worth the stress. So that what you, the example you just gave is just a matter of keeping your receipt? Yes, and it's really and, or simple. Or taking a picture of it? You all have iPhones or, yeah. or some kind of a Technology smartphone. Technology has made it so simple for us. What yes. about just going through your bank statement saying, look, I bought this computer at this time? Yes, you know, okay. or your credit card statement. Right. Yes, all so in case I lose my, you know, this is hard to keep track of all this stuff. If I lose it, I can go back. But sometimes you pay cash. Now, if you're using American Express or Visa, right. you have an accounting. Yeah. But sometimes it's not always about cash you spend. Sometimes it's about bartering. There is something you cannot write down. You have to write records that down on what right. your time is spent on. But would you would you recommend using a business account and a credit the card tied to that business account to make those transactions? Strictly we love it? when clients do that. On my website, if you go to Taxmaster's website, there's a place where you can download business professionals deductions and your office and home. There's a statement for that. Your vehicle. There's a statement for that. If you own investment properties, there's a for so it would form. be good to have it all in that one account. Everything that you bought for your business, and you can go right through the statement and deduct all. everything. Okay. Everything on there. There. Absolutely. Because we're audited every every year. And it's always it's okay. the same. When the government wrong. comes in to audit us, they ask this question that makes sense, you pull out of this document. They ask this question that makes sense, you go to this spreadsheet. When you go to this document, and then what I do with my real estate, now let me tell you, Eddie, you're talking about discipline. I'm about to tell you something that's so crazy. <laughs> you're going to be crazy when I tell you. I'm in the real estate. I have a lot of tenants on Capitol Hill. I've had this. It's my first foundation for creating wealth. And when you have about 27 tenants, it can get very confusing. Oh. Some pay cash, some pay checks. Sometimes the checks bounce. Uh, mm-hmm. And sometimes it just happens. What I've done for the last 25 years, I have this green book. 
every time the tenant brings a check into the office of cash, I write it down. The check number, the date, and if the check bounces, I write down the check's bounce, what the fee is. And so when the accounts come and they ask about this real estate account, I can go back 30 years, 15 years, 10 years, and every document is there. And when, the, when they're there auditing you and they see that, they say, oh, thank you. And they're out of there in minutes. How do they know to trust that, that you could write anything down? Because. It's direct. contemporaneous record. Yeah. It's very valuable. Okay. Very valuable. It's golden, actually. It's golden. It's better than what you do with your phone yes. when you write it down. Yeah. Plus, they can look at the history from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. And they can look at my leases, because I keep all the leases on file. They can look at all the leases, and it matches. It's invaluable. It's hard if no one has taken issue with it to do it. But once you have a problem, and you got to prove that this expense matches this expense, and you're not trying to get over on the government, and the government's not going to find you, say, so, oh my god, all those years were worth my writing down in that ledger, those notes. That's it. It doesn't always happen. It's rare when they will audit you. But if they do audit you, some people can run their, lose their business. And it's not necessarily you wrong. You just cannot prove and you don't have the data to yeah. show that what you're doing is above board. And sometimes you need the data. So you just as well do it. Because that is your asset in business. Make sure that nobody takes something from you that belongs to you. An IRS auditor will send you home immediately. Go home. You're done. We're finished here. Yes. Yes. So I'm not listen, listen. The conversation is for you. The good news about this conversation today is for people like you and others who are listening to the strong cast and not. Man, you got to take care of your business. Because if you take care of your business, it'll take care of you. Because if you don't take care of it, you won't have it long. Because all this money you're making now can become a nightmare for you. Oh, I know. It can. <laughs> that, that, you think that little money, that some people call it little money in the beginning. It becomes big money if you manage it well. It becomes no money if you don't keep the proper records and use it to the instructions from our tax laws. And invest it wisely for your future. Someday you're going to get old. Yeah. Okay? <laughs> I promise you, <laughs> hopefully, you want to have money put aside a little bit out of everything you make. Please. What are the questions? Oh, uh, how about... You know, paying employees, is it best to outsource that to like an ADP or do it yourself? ADP. Oh, ADP is a wonderful. ADP. Yes. That's all I use, yeah. ADP. Yes. My yeah. paycheck comes from ADP and I have my own corporation. Right. So, so does mine. My, my 20 people who work in my office. And they take care yes. of all of the everything. everything. And guess what else? Yes. If there's a problem, they don't look to you. <laughs> they look to your payroll service. <laughs> it's not your issue. Right. Yes. And the most important thing, which Linda and I are going to agree, it doesn't matter how dire straight you may find yourself in a business, pay your payroll taxes. Oh, Lord, yes. Do not think that you can skip paying your payroll taxes and you can make up for it. The first thing I did 25 years ago, 30 years ago, when I started a business, the first person I hired was an accountant. First person I hired. That yeah. same accountant is still with me today. That's wonderful. Yes. Oh, so when she says hire an accountant, those oh, payroll taxes, if more people lose their businesses over payroll taxes, any other single issue. It's true, and they can come back to you, and even if you don't pay them out of the corporation, they can come back to you personally. So you never want to get behind them. Now, what payroll. role does ADP play in your payroll? They, 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 they deduct it immediately it from your bank account. Right. Yeah. So, so you don't have to worry about it. It's all that's time. Right. That's right. And they file on time, because if you, you even if you pay the taxes, but if you file the forms mm -hmm. late, there's also extra penalties. Mm -hmm. And they take care of all the filing and all of, everything's done. Mm -hmm. And they take care of the 1099s. You've got to get send those 1099s if you have consultants, because sometimes you feel you don't want to pay full-time employees because you don't want to pay benefits. So you just pay them as consultants and you send them a 1099. You've got to make sure that all that, because as you grow, you will not have time to manage these different aspects of your business. And that's a good sign that you're growing. Yeah. If you think you're cheap, 
and trying to keep everything to yourself and not trying to pay people to take care, the, making sure that the business is running, everything's being paid, you have a problem. You got to share it in that because that's the only way you can grow is that you learn, I may not be able to afford it now, but I'm going to delegate this service to somebody else because I know in the end we all will be winners as a result. You need a good accountant and a good lawyer. And, of course, everybody needs a good doctor, too. But start well, off with this. I have one more question. Sales taxes. I mean, a lot of these small businesses, oh. they, they have to collect their own sales taxes and pay the government. But sometimes they can't make the bottom line. <gasps> so they want to take the sales taxes and use it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I we, don't, do, we don't do that. We have, that's where the accountant comes in. The accountant will take care of making sure that that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. You don't want to get behind on sales taxes mm -hmm. either. The, sta the states are relentless. Virginia, Maryland, D.C. are relentless about collecting state income taxes of any kind. But the penalty is 23% per year. Think about not, that. Not 23%. six. And the businesses themselves have to collect and hold the sales taxes and then pay via check to the state, correct? Yes, they Without, forward it on. It, I mean, they're, they're literally providing a service for the state. By correct. And, but do they get reimbursed for that? <laughs> no, unfortunately. No, that's a but shock. It's part of, the <laughs> part of doing business. I don't know if your business involves selling an actual product. Now, mm -hmm. because you'll be writing a book, there's no sales tax involved. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about that, except when you do actually sell the book. But probably whoever handles your oh, yeah. book will take care of that for you. The, the, the beauty is, we'll you know, life is like synchronicity. When the pupil is ready, the teacher appears. Yep. This conversation is talking to you today and everybody else who's in a similar position as you. Because you're at the start um, of this. This so happened to me that white noise a lot when I, uh, years ago. And the best thing I did was listen and found a way to afford it, to do it the right way the first time. My mother always told me all these little simple things. Don't buy anything cheap. Don't take any sh shortcuts because that cheap material will end up costing you more than what you would have done if you paid the quality price for it. There are no cheap ways. There are no shortcuts to success. you got to do it the old-fashioned way, one step at a time. Because if you build this foundation solid, you build it through honesty, through morality, through integrity, and through hard work, it will grow itself. Those are the seeds. It's the invisible moral sight in business that you cannot always see. Those are the things that reap you the best benefits. Take care of your employees, and when you cannot pay them, they're more than willing to compromise. They're willing to invest in you in the long run because they see you as someone that's going to be very successful one day. So it's best to do it right now. And sometimes we don't share these lessons with the generation because we just think it's common sense and nobody cares. But in the times that we're in now with technology and the world the world has changed and the world is business, it's more what is it? Oh, okay. than it ever has been. Your mother was a wonderful lady. Maybe she's still with us. Oh, I no, she's not with us. Oh. She's here. No, no. So listen, you're a businessman. That's the first thing you need to understand. You are a businessman. Whether you like it or not, minute, once one you minute. accepted that book and that advance, you became a businessman. You need to start behaving like one. Yeah, there's a good book. It's called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah, Robert Kiyosaki. Yes, 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 yes. My son read it in college and had me read it. Now I give it out to clients who are starting businesses.